episode 101. <laughs> Bada bye, werewolves. We are four years old. Yep. Official birthday. I think my kids at four. So four. Four is, we'll see, four for my son was daycare, maybe pre-K, not mm. kindergarten yet. I think at right. four, my daughter had been kicked out of daycare for biting other children. Nice. Uh, when you buy your children from Russia, sometimes they're a little defective. <laughs> <laughs> Get a warranty on that shit. Uh, no, she had severe sensory issues, and uh, so she actually got in a really good uh, uh, you know, public with the school, pre-K, that, that mm-hmm. helped her out a lot. But yeah, four, I'm trying to think. Four is not, I kind of feel like four is not a great age. No, yeah, they, for me, for Jacob, it was, the, that's when Katie was born and we went through that hell like, with <laughs> her being sick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but four is like, they're not quite, they're still like, they're not terrible twos. They're not, you know, they're not like fucking taking a dump yeah. on the couch. Right, but you also can't really like leave them alone. <laughs> right? They're yeah, they're still, still. Yeah, they're still. You know, they will die. <laughs> that, they're also right. <laughs> they're also tiny, irrational humans. Well, that <laughs> happens for a long. I have a seventeen year old. I know, He's but I'm six, just saying. You, you have a. You know, Jacob's not that far off, and they're both six foot. You know, five or whatever the fuck they are, and they're giant, irrational humans. <laughs> <laughs> true it, it doesn't it doesn't change i saw and uh something somebody tweeted that said like men men's emotional maturity doesn't come until 43 and i was like that actually tracks like <laughs> oh shit something to look forward to next year nice <laughs> like that would explain why i've been making so many better decisions these past few years <laughs> oh i can't wait oh you just made my whole year <laughs> Oh, shit. Um, I always say this. We have a lot to talk about, uh, so let's get to it. So um, we have some things we need to get into before we start doing our typical movies and and games, uh, you know, dumb shittery. Uh, First of all, I want to give a a heartfelt shout-out, get well soon, to Jace, um, our uh, podcast companion. Um, Just, I mean... Straight up, Jace is the dude you like. When you look back and you're like, "I'm not a great person. Who could I bet? Who who yeah. who could I better be like?" Jace yeah. is definitely he's Jace. Just, that's the answer. <laughs> he's the nice, just nicest, most positive. I mean, I feel like at times, whatever. It's 2020's not been a great time, and not to say that he he doesn't have his his ish, his struggles, and uh, but uh, he's just a, a light of positivity. And, yep. and and just genuinely um, optimistic about yep. things, games, movies, you know, whatever. I feel bad sometimes. He'll be like, y'all hear about this? You know, in the Discord, and we all just shit right. on it. We're just like, <laughs> fuck that, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's not great. But anyway, Jace uh, had an issue with his appendix. His appendix burst. Uh, he was not feeling well, and then unfortunately that happened. But he's he's home. After yeah. spending some time in the hospital and recuperating, and uh, Jace, we we love you from the bottom of our cold, blackened hearts, um, <laughs> and and we hope that that you feel better soon, and 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 keep bringing that light and that positivity uh, to to the world because God God knows we fucking need it. It needs it for real. Yeah, it's funny. We were we were texting yesterday, 
and uh, he, he was talking about it, and I was like, man, his story was like pretty similar to mine, but but he got taken to the hospital and ended up in surgery. I was at work at the hospital in surgery, and I was like, man, my side hurts. <laughs> like, I need to go home, I think, and so I never – You had the home. same thing happen? Yeah, yeah, I never leave work, and I was like, you know, I went and asked. I was like, hey, I – I don't know if I can make it the rest of the day. Like I've got some kind of pain in my side. And next thing I know, I went from, and this was when I was like just a transporter and, and turning over rooms in between cases. So when was this? It was uh, two weeks after Jacob was born. So, oh, wow. uh, okay. Oh, 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 four. Yeah. But yeah, it's funny. Uh, I went from bringing people to the hospital to, in, to, uh, to the, to surgery, to being in surgery on, on the table myself. <laughs> wow. Okay. But yeah, no, glad, glad he's home and glad he's he's going to be. So I told him today too. I said, man, that's the best thing that could have happened for your recovery is they let you go home. Yeah, so. absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, too, I mean, you know, with everything kind of going on with COVID and all that, I mean, not to yeah. say, I mean, you know, healthcare workers, Mitch being one of them. I mean, they're fucking putting in work. Um, I know, I know, they'd have nothing but, you know, but Jace's safety in mind. But it's, it's, sure. you know, if you can be home and just kind of be in your own element, you know, that definitely is gonna make things better. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so the few things that we need to get into before we get into the fun stuff. Um, I kind of debated whether or not I wanted to talk about this, but I feel like um, I just kind of have to. And um, look. I, it's a rough time right now getting ready for the election and everybody has different views on different sides. And I don't bring politics into this show, although I'm, it's pretty clear if you follow me on Twitter, whatever, how I lie. But the, the president of the United States is trying to dismantle the post off the postal service yep. so that people can't vote. Um, and that's not me putting words in his mouth. That's his own words. Yeah. that, He's, you know, making sure that, you know, they, they want to stop funding for the Postal Service uh, because he's concerned about mail fraud, which we all know is bullshit because the type of the, the scale at which you would have to perpetuate mail fraud is just impossible, essentially. Mm. Mm. Um, and the fact that, that, that he feels that greater access to, to voting it means that they lose should, should tell you something. But at the end of the day... Um, the Postal Service has been around for hundreds of years. You can spend 52 cents and, and send a, meth, a letter from the fucking Florida Keys, the far away as you can get in Florida, to Alaska. <laughs> right. And, and, I mean, the Postal Service has also – I know two people who put themselves through college working at the post office, at the Postal Service. The Postal Service traditionally – is an employer of people of color and 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 folks that that maybe don't have a, a way of getting a leg up like the rest of other folks do. And and if you think that's not part of the decision making, then you're out of your fucking mind. But at the end of the day, everybody in this country has a right to vote in a way that works for them. And and with a pandemic, if if voting by mail makes it safer for them, yep. they can cast their vote, then that's what they should do. And for him to say that he's cutting funding so that people can't do that is fucking awful. And, yep. and I don't know what has to happen for folks who supported him to be like, nope, this is not it, it anymore. But if this isn't it, then just 
just take my name out of your mouth for forget you know me and just move the fuck on because I just I can't I just can't anymore like I just can't yeah. it's not even it doesn't even come down to a difference of opinion it comes down to just someone who just does not care about the things that are important to so many of us and it shows and it just it makes me mad it makes me furious I have family and friends and I don't like thinking this way about the choices that they've made and might continue to make but it, it is this is where we are and if and I hope that this is the thing that finally gets people to realize like this is not a guy that has your best interest or the country's best interest at heart he only has his own he only yep. has his own yep and and I, I you have a choice in November and look I don't like I'm <laughs> I don't like Joe Biden I'll be mm-hmm. I'll be real with you. I don't like Joe Biden. Uh, Kamala Harris, she's got a great progressive record, but as the Attorney General of California, she made what I consider to be some really shitty choices. But you mm-hmm. know what I'm going to do is I'm going to vote for them, and then I'm going to keep fucking calling my reps the same way I called my reps when Trump was president. And I'm going to hold them accountable, and if they make shitty decisions, I'm going to call them out on their shitty decisions because it's the only way that we make things move forward. But the fact of the matter is, it's not going to get better with who's there. It's right. Just, it's just, it isn't. And I don't want to turn this into a thing, but he's trying to take apart the post office. Do you remember when you were a kid and you got mail? What a fucking mm. amazing thing that yes. felt like. And it doesn't yep. matter whether it was a, for your, because your school had a pen pal or because you, you got a magazine or, or, or a comic book. It doesn't matter what it was. And when you think about all of the people, you know, elderly folks, you folks who are disabled, who rely on the Postal Service for things like medication, and, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, and things are being delayed because he doesn't want people to vote. It, yep. it, it, this, this is more important than, than what letter is next to your name when you vote. Right. I mean, this is a fundamental institution of the United States, and it's under attack because Donald Trump, one, doesn't want to get voted out of office, and two, doesn't like Jeff Bezos. I don't like Jeff Bezos. Fuck right. that guy. Fuck right. him and all these other billionaire, billionaire motherfuckers as hard as you can fuck them. But you don't <laughs> take apart the post office because of it. Right. But, anyway. So please, like, like you, you have a choice. You might feel like you don't have a choice. You might feel like there isn't a choice. You have a choice. Your choice can be that you remove the fucking autocratic fascist in training and then you hold the feet of the people in power to the fire to make sure that they are doing what they are supposed to do so they are building a government that represents everybody equally. It doesn't matter how much money you make, and it starts with saving the fucking post office. <laughs> right. Which is, oh, it's such a Bond villain thing. <laughs> like, it is, absolutely. So I saw somebody so said on Twitter, he's like, well, I guess that whole thing where like the villain just like bloviates for 20 minutes about his plan. I always thought that was like not a thing. It's totally right. a thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. So, so that's that. Next up, let's talk comics. <laughs> Yay. Um, 
Okay, so my heart goes out to all the people at DC Comics this 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 week that were unfortunately uh, sacrificed on the altar of shareholder value uh, yep. because of the layoffs uh, at DC Comics. Um, it is completely understandable uh, in a situation like this where if you are a consumer of comics, a lover of comics, to go, oh man, I wish I, I should have bought this book or that book or the other book. Don't don't fall into that trap. That that's how they want you to feel. That's right. how these folks at the top, these fucking bean counters, uh, who who are only interested in the bottom line. That's how they want you to feel. They want you to feel as if it was your fault. When they have, the fact of the matter is, with with these corporations being the way they are in so many levels, most of the books that DC Comics makes are a fucking rounding error to AT and T. Yeah. They they right. they are an operational loss that would be the same as if they you know fucking had to to spend extra money on copy paper. Like, do not. This is what they want. It's the same thing with like you know recycling, right? Like like they want you to feel like if you didn't recycle your your plastic bottle, that you are responsible for global warming when seventy percent mm-hmm. of 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 global warming and emissions are caused by like three corporations. Like they want you to feel as if it's your fault because then they don't have to do anything, and you can struggle over whether or not you you know, bought an electric car or whether you bought the, the fucking Batwoman book. Don't fall into that <laughs> trap. This is a choice that some fucking bean counter at AT&T made because there's a hedge fund manager that is pissed off that AT&T stock isn't doing as well. And if you mm-hmm. think it's anything other than that, then you need to, y'all need to learn about capitalism. It's some <laughs> fucking bullshit. Yep. And, and, and so... People lost their jobs because, yes, the pandemic. But it's you think AT and T doesn't have enough money to keep things going? These companies sit on billions with a B in cash. I don't mean assets. I mean cash. They are sitting on it, as in not doing anything. You think they couldn't keep? fucking dc collectibles alive you goddamn right they could they didn't because it didn't bring shareholder value and that's all it is so don't feel bad about the fact that you didn't buy a fucking 300 dollars batman statue that's not why those people lost their job they lost their job because of these giant fucking judge dread mega corporations that are buying up everything and all they care about is the bottom fucking line I've lost my job because I got bought out by a company that have lost their job I guarantee you might have as well or you know someone that has as well and it is designed to make it feel like it's your fault because then they don't have to be accountable so don't fall into that fucking trap. Yep. Don't do it. Now, one of the oh, things yeah. that helps them do that is this goddamn tribalism that pops up around everything that anybody likes. If you mm-hmm. like Marvel Comics but not DC Comics, you don't like comics, you like a brand. Mm-hmm. You might as well say what you like is Steakums or, <laughs> or Chick-fil-A. You don't right. like food, you like Chick-fil-A. If you don't like Marvel Comics, but you only like... If you found yourself happy that people at DC Comics lost their job, fuck you. Fuck yep. you forever. 
And if yep. the reason you you liked it is because you like Marvel comics, you don't like comics. You don't like no. the art form. You like nope. a brand. Yep. And you know what happens with brands? I love the MCU. I've watched all their movies. I enjoy most of them. But the MCU mm. is a brand. Yes. And there's a reason why many of the MCU movies feel the same way. It's because that's how brands work. That's yep. why brands have social media guidelines that are 20 pages long. That's why brands have, have uh, position papers on font sizes. It's because a brand's only job is to maintain the brand. Look, Venom was not a great movie, but Tom, ha- Tom Hardy jumped into a fucking lobster tank and ate a live lobster. <laughs> You're not going to see that in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy 3 will be polished as fuck, but it is not going to be like that. It is not going to have MCU movies. They are not going to have the weird-ass stories. They're not, it's not, you're not going to have Devil Dinosaur in the MCU. Are you fucking oh. kidding me? You think about all these weird-ass comic stories? They're not going to be in the MCU because it's not part of the brand. Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just ended. It is a miracle that show lasted as long as it did and did as well as it did with how little it had because they wouldn't let them play with the characters. Yep. But yet, their version of Ghost Rider is better than any other version of Ghost Rider that they've put on film. Straight up. wasn't difficult in it wasn't their difficult, but it was genuinely good. No, I know. I know. I'm just kidding. It was genuinely yeah. good. And and it's because the MCU is a brand, and that's what happens. When you love brands instead of the art form, you don't get the art form growing and bringing in new stories and making mistakes and bringing in new people the way that it needs to. So when you mm, say yeah. where DC Comics, I don't like Zack Snyder movies, so I don't like DC Comics, what the fuck does that have to do? Right. Are you trying – and this goes with video games and all this shit. Like do you think somebody at, at Naughty Dog who, who crunched their fucking ass off on Last of Us 2, do you think when they were done they weren't happy to fucking boot up Gears of War 5? Because they hadn't had a chance to play it. Right. And then they play that game and they go, oh, shit. I didn't think of that. I would Mm. love to do that. Do you think there's Mm. people at Insomniac working on uh, the Miles Morales who aren't disappointed that Halo Infinite got delayed? The people that make these things love all of the things. Yes. They're just lucky enough to get to do what they love for a living. Exactly. They're lucky enough. That's a perfect way to put it. But they use those other things for inspiration, for fuel, Mm -hmm. for time off. And if 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 you're cutting yourself off from an entire side of an art form simply because of the number of letters that are in the upper left corner of the fucking book, what the fuck are you doing? Like, honestly, right. the reason the MCU the MCU being a brand is why we'll never get a Moon Knight property the way we need it, the way we yep. deserve it. That would have been Netflix. Yeah. And that shit's yep. gone because they have right. to put it under Disney Plus. Right? Yeah. DC, DC uh, Unlimited. DC yep. Unlimited made the best superhero show ever made. Straight up, 100% in Doom Patrol. 
Yeah. I'll take that shit to my grave. It's fucking great. Yeah. Season one of Doom Patrol is the best superhero TV show Dude. ever made. Swamp Thing was fucking great, too. Swamp Thing was got, great, too. It got, what, one season? Now, admittedly... It got, got canceled before the season ended. Right, but that, that has to do with tax incentives and North Carolina mm-hmm. and a whole... But again, right, that's a right, rounding right. error. you trying to tell me AT&T, Warner Brothers, the money doesn't have... They can't fucking kick them some money to make Swamp right. Thing somewhere else? Right. But the fact is, all of this, this bifurcation, this, this splitting of this thing's on this service, but not on this service, and then it moves here, and then... Look at fucking Watchmen on HBO. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That, that, see, that show's a fucking work of art, and you're not going to watch it because you don't like DC? Fuck you. Seriously. <laughs> Fuck you. Because at the end of the day, you think Dan Slott doesn't read DC comics and get story ideas? Right. Right. You exactly. think fucking Jim Lee doesn't read, didn't grow up on Marvel? Hell yeah, he did. He got his break at Marvel. He got his break <laughs> at Marvel. And you're going to be happy that he got demoted because you like Marvel shit better? Yeah. Like, this is what they do. And I'm not doing some, this is not some, like, fucking conspiracy theory bullshit. This is what they no. do. They they sow division to keep you siloed, to keep your attention on the thing over here so they can fuck up everything else over here. Mm-hmm. And if you are not upset at people at DC Comics, lifers losing their jobs simply because AT&T doesn't want to spend the money to pay their salary, then you should be scared about every other comic that you like because the same thing can happen somewhere else. And well, not you- just that, but it, again, like it, uh, we always harp on this, man. But buy physical media because what Fox okay. or example, not Fox? Disney. Disney's like we're not making Disney, 4K yeah. discs anymore. That, yeah, that. That's what I was going to bring up. They're like, yeah, they're like, we own all this shit. We can fuck with it. We can edit it however we want to we're for not our making stream. 4K so, discs, which means right. how can I watch this stuff? I can watch it on Disney Plus. I pay X amount of money for, and you know, you don't own that shit, homie. You don't own it. You sure don't. They can take it off. (laughs) It's gone. It's fucking gone. Look, I ain't going to lie. I have a Plex server. I ain't going to, I am not at all 100% going to say that every single fucking thing on that Plex server was obtained through legal channels. I will tell you though, you know, and this is one of the things in that, that, in in the documentary, uh, in search of chaos, they talked about, you know, how many movies, how many movies, TV shows, because they didn't make enough money, they were not important enough, they are not on a streaming service, they're just fucking lost. Yep. They are lost. Thank God for Shudder. I, mm-hmm. I, we talk about this all the time, but you know how many like whacked out horror movies are on Shudder that you can't see yeah. anywhere else that might have yep. been lost because they didn't make a lot of money, they're not yep. quote-unquote culturally significant? Yeah. But... Well, I'll say the same for the boutique, like Blu-ray and DVD companies that are busting their ass like Shout to get the rights. And, uh, Shout, Factory, Shout Factory, Arrow, Arrow Vinegar yep. Syndrome, like these companies that number one don't make a lot of money. Uh, specifically in the, in the case of like Vinegar Syndrome and some of the smaller guys, they don't make a lot of money. They they base what they can afford to license 
to produce for their next releases on how well the like how well the previous ones did. Like they basically live by the sword, die by the sword kind of thing. And so if they get the rights to a title and it doesn't sell as well, then that's less opportunity for them to get these other these more expensive ones or try to go after them. Uh, but like uh, rad. You know, uh, is available was available on four. I know, I know. People laugh at me. I fucking love that movie. I, I grew up watching this movie, right? And this, there's nowhere for me to watch it. Right. If I didn't have the VHS that I watched as a kid, mm-hmm. there's no DVD. Uh, the VHS is, is rare now, so if you could find it, buy, buy that shit and please, please sell it to me because I want one. But you know, if Vinegar Syndrome hadn't acquired those rights, which were thought to be almost impossible to get, but that's kind of what Vinegar Syndrome does. You know, if if these companies weren't doing what they do, so many movies, and you could turn your nose up at Rad, sure, you could turn, you could scoff at some of the stuff that Vinegar Syndrome gets, but at the same time, when you look at something like. Uh, since Disney owns everything now, right? Fox and everything else, right? What if they just decided that the thing sucks mm-hmm. and like there's nobody else ever gets to see the thing? The thing deserves to be watched forever, right? Like it's. Right. It's not just a horror movie. People turn the nose up at horror, turn the nose up at, you know, this nerdy shit. Not so much anymore, but traditionally, right? Right. And so since it's cool right now, yes, there there's ways to watch it streaming. But what happens when, when that shift inevitably when it swings back the other way and they're like, Well, God, nobody's watching this shit anymore. Let's just let's just get it off there. What about the people who still want to watch the thing? Or what if I tell somebody about the thing and they're like, Oh, cool, where can I watch it? Right. And I'm like, Well, did you buy that Blu ray? No. Well right. then you can't. Sorry. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, a perfect example is there's a show, it was on FX, it's called Terriers. Uh, Donald Logue and I forget the his co star. It was fucking great. They were mm. PIs and they were fuck ups. And but it was a great show. It lasted one season. If you don't have the DVDs of Terriers, you're not watching mm. Terriers. Yep. You're not watching it. And it's a great fucking show. And there are so many yeah. shows like that where Black Donnellys. Did you watch the Black Donnellys? I don't think I did. Man, I love that shit. That came on NBC. It's like the most non-NBC thing ever. It's like it's almost like Hannibal, right? You can't believe it came on network TV. Right. But it's the same thing, right? It was it was uh, this show. Um, Jonathan Tucker, who I am obsessed with, was the main character, and it's these these brothers who are Irish, and they're like, it's basically a mob show. It was like The Sopranos before The Sopranos, but they tried to put it on NBC. Mm-hmm. Uh, phenomenal show, but if you don't own the one season on DVD, you ain't, you ain't watching it. Right, and it is fucking phenomenal. Right, and when you think of all the movies, like all the you know, direct to video things that, you know, maybe they weren't great, but that it doesn't mean they didn't have value. They just right. weren't like, and that's the same thing too. Like we see all the time, like movies that make a profit. Okay. They make money. They, they cover the production cost. They cover the marketing cost, but they didn't make enough money. Right. And then they go, well, we're not going to do a sequel because it didn't make enough. And then they make it sound right. like it's your fucking fault that because you right. didn't go see it you five didn't go times. See it. Right. When it's yeah. like it made money, but it didn't right. make enough of a profit. It didn't beat the forecast, which then makes the stock price go down. Yep. And they make it your fault that you didn't go with everything you have going on. And I'm not talking pandemic, pre-pandemic. Everything you right. have going right. on in your life. 
you didn't go see this movie three fucking times. It's your right. fault, and they're not going to make another one, even though they yeah. made money. They yeah. paid for everything. Well, and then say, made I'm more a- on top of it. Right. How many times did we plan to do something for the show and it was in the theater one weekend and gone the and next? Gone the next. And it's like, well, I didn't have a chance to go that Friday or Saturday, so fuck me, I guess. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, here's the thing. Be smart about the stuff you support, right? Like like yes. like what Mitch is saying, like, you know, Shot Factory, Arrow, even Criterion Collection, right? Like they yep. are preserving films history. Yep. If 100%. you if there are independent creators making comics, you know, you know, be, be a, throw them some money as part of their Patreon. If you <clears throat> read web comics like I do, I don't like ads. Nobody likes ads, but you know how they make their fucking money? Yep. Ad. Turn that yep. ad blocker off. Fucking ad blocker. On your website. <laughs> Right, like yep. just put up with it because, like, yep. poorly drawn lines. I fucking love that web comic. It makes me laugh every day, even if they haven't updated it. I read a thing I've already read and I laugh. Mm. I have my ad blocker turn on. Like, support the independent creators who need your support. And if it's some large fucking co- and go to the movies and watch the things you like and enjoy the things that you like. But one, don't feel like it's your fault if some fucking mega corporation doesn't continue to fund something because you didn't buy it. And two, figure out if you love a brand or you love an art form. And if you love a brand, fuck that shit and stop it and yep. start loving the art form. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm ready for that. I'm ready for the bubble to burst. I've been saying this for years now. <laughs> I'm so tired of this, the current, like the way the, the everything is right now. Like they've been, they've been pissing all over my comics for way too long. Like I'm tired of it. And three, fuck Donald Trump forever. <laughs> that too. <laughs> all right. That was a long time to get into not stop. Let's talk about fun stuff. Let's yeah. talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about <laughs> baby. Let's talk about... Uh, I will say, I don't know. Um, so every Friday, I bring up the new music app in Amazon, which don't even get me started mm, <laughs> about all that know. shit. And I bring up the right. new music, and I listen to whatever new music is this week. Uh, this week, we were blessed. Uh, are, are, you a, hmm. are, you a, are you a Biffy Clyro fan? Uh, not currently. But <laughs> Biffy Clyro, uh, the, the new album, it fucking kicks ass. Yeah, I've never heard of this person. Really? So, oh my god, no, they're so no. good. They're so oh, okay. good. Yeah. Oh, it's a band. Gotcha. It's okay. a band. Yeah, yeah. So Biffy Clyro, their their new album came out on Friday. I've listened to it like three times already. It's the best. Also. Yeah. Okay. What? Then I, no, I was going to say, I don't, I'm listening to nothing new anymore. No, I listen to podcasts on my way no, to work because I'm, I'm old. You should, <laughs> no, you should listen to it. It's really good. I'm super excited, too, because Pearl Jam, uh, not going to lie, I pre-ordered a three-pack of Pearl Jam uh, face masks that come out in September. Nice. Uh, I've not seen Pearl Jam in concert since in forever. I don't know how long, but they are doing a on-demand streaming concert of their 2018 show from Safeco Field in Seattle over late mm. weekend. Ten club members. I am a ten club member. Nine ninety nine. I cannot wait. 
I'm going to spend $9.99 and I'm going to go up in my loft and I'm going to stream the show from three, two years ago at Safeco Field and I'm going to rock the fuck out. <laughs> you will hear it. If nice. you... If you, over Labor Day weekend, you're like, that kind of sounds like daughter. That's me. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Playing it so loud that the really whole does. world can hear it. Because that's what the world is right now. Okay. So games-wise, I have not played Destiny. You and Sean keep lighting up the Discord with like all this shit and Destiny about armor sets <laughs> and glowy bits and I, yeah. what is going on? I don't even understand it. I have I'm there's things and and glitches and I don't know what's happening, but I need yeah. to I need to sparkle. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's just like last year. Their summer event kind of thing, uh, kind of into the the summertime. They do the Solstice of Heroes. Um, which basically is nothing. It, right. <laughs> it's 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 a finger quotes a new activity called the European Aerial Zone, which works the same way as like the Haunted Forest or anything else. Uh, but instead of sorry, it being in, the, you say Haunted Forest, I think of the season. Sorry, Sonic Forest. I totally get you now. Sorry, this is no, wine and gin. That's what we're on right now. This is a buzz, half a bottle of wine. And aviation gin, thank you. Nice. No, not aviation. Uh, That's expensive. I'm gonna say, uh, but but anyway, so it's it's sort. It looks like the EDZ. It's portion of the EDZ, but it's on these floating islands in the sky. And you, it, it basically, Ava Ava Levante, Grandma Levante, shows up, and she's like, "Here's this busted ass blue helmet, and if you go into the European aerial zone and do a run through there and come back, I'll give you the rest of a busted ass armor set. Uh, and then each armor piece has a certain amount of, of requirements for you to complete in order to upgrade it to this really nice purple set. And then if the purple set has even more things for you to do, and if you upgrade this purple set all the way up, you get to have glowy bits. And so this year, uh, the sets are really fucking nice. Uh, but also it's broken currently as of our recording, it's probably going to be fixed on Tuesday, which will be the day after this episode goes up. But, uh, the way it started was you start with a character. If you get that character up to the purple set, then your second character gets double progress on their blue set towards the purple set. I'm using very base terminology because people, when you talk about destiny, it's like that. It's the greatest YouTube video of all time with that guy talking about the <laughs> Marzal veins and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what happened was people who main Titans they were starting with Titans, obviously, and they were doing the blue stuff and getting the purple set and then switching to a different character and not getting bonus progression. Uh-huh. There was a bug. So Destiny fixed the bug. And in doing so, they made it so that everybody is getting triple progression on the blue set right out of the gate. So if it said do five public events, your first public events counts. First public event counts as three. Your second one gets you three more, so you're done with that step, and so on. So it's like kill 25 guardians in the crucible. You only have to kill nine because every kill is worth three. Right. So everything you do right now, working through that initial blue set, which which wasn't that much of a grind yeah, anyway. I, I looked at them, and I don't get it. I'll just – whatever. It's fine. <laughs> 
I've been away from so I know. But it's just it's just play Destiny to get this new shiny armor. It's it's the same as everything else in Destiny. So, is, so let's fashion. say you max out your blue set. What does that get you? <laughs> the purple set. You get the purple set, which is like the nice one. Okay. And then and then you can either continue to grind and do like a ridiculous amount of stuff to get to the point to where it gives you the glows or this year in their infinite wisdom, which I praise be to Bungie for this. Once you get to the purple, you have the option of going to the Eververse and either through silver uh, or bright dust, buying. which I have plenty of. Yeah. I can buy this purple set with glows as universal ornaments. Okay. So, so everything I can, can glow. I can put them on any piece of armor and it'll look like this set and I'll be glowy. And I look like Hellboy. My Titan, my Titan, my hunter looks like Hellboy because she has orange horns. That's and what I'm you happy. Want. It's the crown yep. of, uh, what was it? The crown of. Oh shit. I can't remember right now. <laughs> crown of thorns. Yes. Whatever. Crown of thorns. Yeah. 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 Nice. Very good. Yeah. Um, so is there anything else that you've been doing or are you just grinding glowy bits? Uh, I put down uh, Jedi Fallen Order. I had started oh, that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you said you would you had started playing that, so. Yeah, just real quick. I mean, I can't really speak to a lot of it yet um, because I'm not too far into it. I had finished Modern Warfare, which I talked about last show, and then I went straight into Jedi Fallen Order until Solstice started. But so Jedi Fallen Order started off super fucking cool like i was i was loved the intro level whatever you call it like the first part mm-hmm. where you're like you're like you know the you're on the thing and then the empire shows up or whatever and you're dodging stormtroopers and shit and flinging their fucking blasters back at them and stuff like that and like oh and then the, the sister one or whatever her name was attacks and stuff and you fight her and i'm like this is fucking great mm-hmm. and then it came to a screeching halt like <laughs> when i got to this plant planet this plant level thing like was just like when you're going to the jedi temple mm-hmm. oh my god it was a slog yeah i was like i don't fucking care like <laughs> i missed the actiony parts like i was like i was having such a good time and god damn do they pump the brakes yeah and now i'm just like ugh. I just want to go back to fighting stormtroopers and stuff i don't want to be hitting frogs in the fucking dick with my force fucking grab or whatever I think this is I did, and i'm getting one-shotted by frogs i'm like this is i am not a jedi i'm a bitch like i don't yeah i, I mean and the, here's the thing like i you know i played all the way through fallen order i enjoyed it quite a bit but you are absolutely right like if you i mean there is such a kind of discrepancy between jedi as they're portrayed in different media right between the games or the you know if you watch like clone wars which i'm i'm currently like it finally finished and i was like so i i started diving in and you kind of watch clone wars and you're like okay they're not they're infallible or are not they're they're not mm-hmm. infallible they're fallible i guess for like mm-hmm. better word. you know so it's like you know they can make mistakes they can die they can get captured but that's not what you want as a as a video game right i'm like i make mistakes right. all the time i fuck up all the time if i'm a fucking space yeah. wizard i shouldn't be fucking up right like i don't right. want to get hit like if i i'm my wife is right now scared of frogs like when we go out florida has frogs <laughs> florida has invasive no lie florida has an a, a species of frog called the cuban tree frog it's invasive if i find one i'm supposed to 
capture it and rub benzocaine on its back so it goes into a coma and then put it in my freezer so that it dies. Like, that's that's my relationship with frogs right now. I'm supposed to murder them because otherwise they'll eat other frogs. That's not right. a Jedi. I don't want that. Right. Like, and that's the problem with, with these things that we've experienced in our youth where we've been our superheroes and then you play them in a game and they got hit with a frog and then they die and you're like, that's not yeah. supposed to happen. Right. It's like I can't I can't wall run in real life, but it would be nice if this fucking kid remembered that he knew how to do that before I had to fall 600 fucking times before I got to this temple. And he's like, oh, that's right. I can wall run Yeah. like bitch. I, I've tried to jump across things like forever. And he would almost I'm like, why won't you just grab it? Why won't you just grab it? Oh, that's right. Because I haven't got to the part of the game where he remembered that he knows how to do that. Right. Yes. It's just frustrating. And and I mean, that game is much better when you finally just put it on like wicked easy mode, because it's the only mode that yeah. lets you feel like a Jedi. And that's I did that we, actually. And that's uh, what you want from these games is you want that power yeah. fantasy because you're a space wizard. Yeah. With a laser sword, you're not right. supposed to. If I want to feel like I don't know what the fuck is going on, I'll continue my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying I just won't play video games. Like, yeah, I'll go exactly. outside. My kids to... will be like, "How do I log <laughs> into my online learning so that yeah. I can finish ninth grade?" And I'll be like, "I have no earthly idea. Good luck." <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go outside and try to run up the side of the house. Like, I don't need that. I. <laughs> I, I know how that. Enough, I feel bad enough as it is, not understanding how things are supposed to work. I don't need. I guess I'm, I'm a Jedi. I feel like I should have just right. a little more of an understanding. Exactly. Yeah. But but I have nothing but faith in Respawn as a developer. I love them. So it, it gets I, better. Yeah, I'm, I know it will. It, it's just it absolutely it's every game. Better. This is every game for me. You always start off. And it's something cool. And then it's like, oh, but we're taking all your shit away. You're starting over now, bro. Hey, enjoy this uh, forest area. And I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> no, it absolutely gets it. It, it absolutely. And, and the little robot, he's pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. Man, fuck it. that map, though. Jesus, oh, God. Oh, yes. Oh, I cannot read that to save my goddamn life. <laughs> and this is like, there's a little kind of Metroidvania Mm, yeah. in, in that like yeah. as you you know kind of complete stuff like you you know you'll get some powers that will allow you to go back to planets and like unlock shit which i i i appreciate you know mm. but i'm also like nah yeah like, like if i thing, have to right? go to the grocery store on sunday okay right mm-hmm. like and they're like oh well you can't get to the produce section <laughs> because <laughs> you need to go and buy 10 bags of mulch at Listen. Home Depot. And then when you get yeah. your 10 bags of mulch at Home Depot, you unlock the, the produce key. I'm not yeah. going back to the... No, I'm not doing... I'm just... We're not I have vegetables. to, man. Listen. That, that's how that... My, like... <laughs> not, my bank account might as well be an RPG. Like, I have to upgrade that shit before I can go and do stuff. Like, it's not... I can't just do it all at once. Like, I, I live my life in an RPG when it comes to money. <laughs> Yeah, but but I mean it's it's just this you know I mean, but it it does it does get better and there's some cool moments that I'm I don't want to spoil for you, um, but you know like I I I I feel the same way like when they announced that like Vader Immortal is going to be, uh you know like a a PlayStation VR I'm like I don't know if you've ever mm. seen me play VR, 
There's nothing <laughs> immortal about it. I am terrible. If I'm supposed to be Darth Vader and Look. he's supposed to be the most badass, like fucking, I've read the Vader comics. He's a badass, right? Like, yes. he's not. No, he's not that Vader. No. He's like he's Rogue One Vader, dude. Yeah, he's yeah. Rogue One. Yeah, he's the reason they're all scared at the beginning of right. Star Wars, right? Right. Like, like, and I'm supposed to do that in VR. I sweat so much in VR. It's it it doesn't take a lot to destroy me. Like the lack of a towel is what doesn't end <laughs> in VR. But I'm supposed to be Darth Vader. It's not gonna work. Like you're vote it shouldn't be called Vader Immortal. It should be called Vader forty eight because that's how old I am and it sets the right expectation for what I will be able to Vader. accomplish. I'll be like, Vader, I can't uh, can you is there like a force thing that helps with my knees? Because I lifted some I, I had I had a I had a I had a plant. I had to move. I had a planter. I had to move today, and it hurt. Yeah, Vader. Vader, way too mortal. <laughs> exactly. Yes, Vader, entirely too mortal. I need that one. Or he's like having a drink. He's like on a Wednesday, going, "Thank God, tomorrow's Thursday, because I can have a cocktail." <laughs> right. <laughs> I need that Darth Vader game where he's just like, "What have I done?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, I guess I'll eat some brisket. Maybe that'll make the pain go away. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, I... Okay. So we all know, and I need you and whoever else is listening to this and who doesn't appreciate the Fast and Furious movies, I need you to zip it for the next 10 minutes because you're going to feel the need to say some things and I need you to just not say them. No Everybody, anybody who knows me knows that I can, I love unabashedly and can speak at length on the Fast and Furious movies. Uh, and so I started playing Fast and Furious Crossroads. Uh, and, I, and, and the reason I, I started playing it was because it, it got released and I, rem- I thought, oh, in a pre-pandemic time, we would be playing this game because Fast and Furious 9... Fury 9, I don't even know what it's called, Furious 9, Fury I-9 uh, would be out, and it would be the tie-in, and we would go, oh, this is a movie tie-in, and it's, mm. it, it gets some it, it gets some some uh, breaks because it's a movie tie-in. So I started playing Fast and Furious Crossroads. Um, the, the actress who plays Michael Burnham on Star Trek Discovery, which is a fucking great show, and if you want to talk about, like, not limiting yourself, I don't give a fuck about Star Trek, but I'll fucking die for Star Trek Discovery and Captain Christopher Pike and Michael Burnham. Doug Jones? Mm. Motherfucking Doug Jones, greatest physical actor of our generation? On TV every week? Mm-hmm. Are you motherfucking mm-hmm. kidding me? Goddamn Doug Jones on Star Trek Discovery? Fuck yes. So anyway, so Fast and Furious Crossroads is an arcade racer slash story vehicular combat game with all of the actors in the Fast and Furious movies. So Vin Diesel is in this movie. Michelle Rodriguez is in this movie. The actress who plays Michael Burnham, I forget her name, is in this movie. Fucking Tyrese Gibson is in this movie. Uh, Aja Kate, Kate Dillon, uh, they were in, uh, they played the adjudicator. And in, in they dramatically slid coins across counters in John Wick 3. They're in this game. And it's an arcade racer with a story. And it's not great. (laughs) (laughs) 
here's the thing. First of all, them charging $60 for this game is a crime. <laughs> Namco Bandai, I don't know what the fuck they're doing, but it is a crime that they are charging $60 for this game. But if you are a Fast and Furious fan, as I am, and if you have watched my streams as I played this game, and they have so many different references to all of the past movies, the people who wrote this game did their fucking research. They did their job. And there's That's so cool, many man. things peppered in from all Look. the movies. And when they popped up, I was like, oh, you know, somebody's an ice ride with Suki. I was like, Suki's in Fast Fur- Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> you know, and they're talking about this. And then and then Tyrese is like, oh, well, I hope this ain't about a shit cigar. And I'm like, that's from Too Fast, Too Furious. And then somebody mentions <laughs> this thing, and I'm like, that's from The Fast and The Furious. And then somebody mentions this thing, I'm like, that's from Fast Five. Like, it's fucking great. It's great. If you love The Fast and yeah, Furious man. movies, it's great. If you like good videos, Video games, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, listen, fan service goes a long way with me. <laughs> I'll apologize till the day I die for things if there's enough fan service in them. <laughs> but here's what this game has taught me: one is that I miss a good arcade racer. Yeah, dude. Oh my god, burnout. I want burnout back so bad. <laughs> I actually, there was a time when I was playing this game. And I landed on, uh, I I I landed on an enemy car, and I actually said, "That's bullshit. That should be a vertical takedown." Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> like it as as a, as a game, it's like it's first of all unskippable cutscenes in the year of our Lord twenty twenty. Unskippable <laughs> cutscenes. You can't pause them. You can't skip them. You just have to. S- you have to be along for the ride. Okay, that's not great. You shouldn't do that. Um, but then uh, it, it's janky as fuck. It, the, a lot of it is n- at night. Like, I get it. You're filming a movie. You can't get the streets cleared in the middle of the day on in Times Square. You have to film at night. This is a video game. You can have it be daytime. You're in control. <laughs> But it's but that thrill of driving at what feels like 120 miles an hour and shit is jumping out at you and you have to yeah. move out of the way. Oh my god, I forgot how much I missed that. And this is not a great way to to realize that, but it it really did pound home how much and we had talked about like there's a little bit of kind of split second in there. And a little bit of burnout, but mostly it's me just realizing how much I miss. I miss Criterion. Yeah, I miss Criterion making DJ and and DJ Laszlo. He just left. Uh, unfortunately, he's not working there anymore. But I miss a good uh, Criterion game, a good arcade racer, and I don't want to play yeah. like Burnout Paradise on the Switch for the fourth time or whatever the fuck. Oh uh, yeah, I know. I, I want something new. Yep. And 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 the story. I mean, all things. And and the the best part of Fast and Furious uh, Crossroads is, the, is how much they make fun of Tyrese. <laughs> I love Tyrese, but but I mean, his character in the Fast and Furious movies is just he's just made to be made. I was fun gonna say of. 
believe it or not, the series came up today in conversation at my parents' house, and I specifically went hard on Tyrese in part two. <laughs> he's so good, and it's because he's just like he's that guy that just talks a lot of shit, and then like can't really back it up, but he feels like he can. And they and right. that's the thing about this game is that they really have done their homework like they've nailed these characters but at the same time like when i'm playing this game i just am like thinking of all the ways they could like make fun of it like at one point dom toretto shows up he's this giant cross around his neck and i'm like i want every time dom shows up his cross is bigger or his by and, and right. like, at one point like his torso is so big and i'm like dom don't, don't skip leg day you don't want to do that like <laughs> <laughs> but i Fucking mean Saint, saints row and shit <laughs> right like i mean they 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 ca- it, okay here's the thing this game may not have had the budget it needed but it mm-hmm. feels like it was made by people who if they didn't who either they care about the fast and furious franchise or they they cared enough about what they were doing to put in the work mm. And I'll that's awesome. It. I'll fucking yeah. Do it. That's like, awesome. I, I love it. I love it. I can't like. I'm, I don't expect it. It also is a game where they expect you to play like a shit ton of multiplayer. That is not, mm. that is absolutely <laughs> that is not going to happen. Not in any capacity. Like <laughs> like there's so many multiplayer trophies, and I'm like, yeah, no, man, you are not going to have enough people playing this game to get a server full. Like it is just not. Right. Which on the one hand might help. Maybe you can get that trophy because you want to match. Say, you're you're right. the only one in it. Right. <laughs> Yeah, like it was impossible to lose. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, and then, and then I put, you know, obviously continuing with Ghost of Tsushima, which I continue to enjoy. Uh, Sucker Punch, you know, they're they're doing a they they've done a fantastic job. Um, you know, I I am I I love this game. It it is just fantastic. Uh, it I love the character beats and the way they're like allowing Jin to realize like you know the the whole first island you know he finally he and this is a bit of a spoiler he rescues his uncle and his uncle's like yeah mm. all these fucking deadbeats that you teamed up with yeah fuck them and you're like you you kind of start seeing you know the cracks showing where Jin mm. realizing like this code he's kind of dedicated his life to you know a not only is it the reason that it allowed the mongols to to fuck them up as much as they did, but maybe his uncle's an asshole. Like, <laughs> maybe we need to entertain the possibility that, you know, what worked were the people that worked with you, and it doesn't matter what their station was. It was just mm. regular people on the ground fucking getting shit done. So, uh, but anyway. Um, yeah. Okay. A uh, lot, a lot, a lot, and then I got back into Warframe, which I'm not going to get into. <laughs> but I got, I got, I'm one of those guys who got back into Warframe. So let's just nice leave that. There. That's a whole, that's a whole show by itself because I got that's a series. I got things to say about Warframe too. <laughs> yeah, Warframe. It's a fast. Warframe is just super fascinating as a series, as a as as as, as, as a culture. As a, and, an entity, right? Like there, that entity. That, yes, yes. That no clip documentary on Warframe is fucking phenomenal. If you haven't watched it, mm-hmm. I'll have to watch it. Yeah, go to go to no clip on YouTube. Like they put all their stuff on YouTube, and they did a whole like a whole full length doc on Warframe. Yeah, it's an interesting game. I would love to get into it more, but we don't have time because we've spent yeah, an no. hour 
and we yeah. haven't talked about a movie. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, what do you want to do first? You want to do host? Relic. Or do relic? relic. Relic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, relic is Australian. Yes. Okay. Uh, it is. Relic is to Babadook what caring for a special needs child is to caring for a, an elderly parent. Yep. That's the perfect, perfect way to put it. <laughs> yeah, so so Babadook fucked me up wholesale, like not even going to lie. I don't mm-hmm. even know if I could watch it again because of so much of what happened in Babadook with the, the main Also, character. you know what? So, so, so since we're on, we're on that fuck you kick tonight from yeah. earlier, yeah. Uh, if the reason you hate the Babadook is because the kid was annoying. Fuck you. Yeah. This guy... Oh my god, fuck you. That kid was either special needs or had autistic or autism. Right. And I like, apologize uh, if I'm not using the right uh I, you know, in terms of like having autism, being autistic, I don't there it changes and nothing. like that movie fucking it fucked me up. Like it, it it you know, and and so many people are like, fuck this movie because the kid's annoying. Oh fuck you. Like yeah, that movie fucked me up because I I don't want to get into it. But I had a, there are a lot of parallels with what mm. happened with the main character in that movie and what I went through with my own daughter. Mm. Um, and it was not great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, in the same way that kind of Babadook was a horror movie that somewhat was not couched, but you don't know if, if it's an actual horror type of situation or if it's just the stress of dealing with a kid mm, with, right. um, uh, kind of special needs in this case I think in the case of the Babadook like autism the uh, the re- relic is, is is and this is not the, the horror movie from however many years ago the um, late 90s yeah. late 90s it's the same way where if you're dealing with an elderly parent and I, I don't want to say dealing with because that makes it sound insensitive but you're you know okay so like you know, Mitch and I, we're old enough now where we're kind of in that kind of sandwich generation mm-hmm. where you yeah. are, you've got your kids that you're still actively raising and hoping that you uh, are not fucking them up. And then your mm-hmm. parents are starting to get older and maybe in a situation where they might need uh, extended care or uh, mm-hmm. just they can't really manage on their own. And so Babadook kind of slot into uh, the younger end of that spectrum uh, in that case with with kind of a special needs kid and then Relic slots into the older uh, similar yeah. to like the taking of Deborah Logan where yes. you know you've you've got a, a, an older individual and you're not and, and the documentary crew goes to, to see and isn't sure if what she's experiencing is a result of mm-hmm. um, kind of Alzheimer's or just a you know degradation of her faculties, right? Uh, so relic- yeah, I'm, I'm glad you made the same the same parallel because I, I got early on specifically they were like I got like super Deborah Logan vibes from it. So, uh, so how what were your thoughts on on relic? I I, I thought honestly I, I it's been a minute since I watched it. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think uh, it, it's one of those movies that it's a slow burn, um, it, which I knew I expected going into it. I expected it. Um, 
And I think that it is saying some very interesting and, and, and there's some deep symbolism in regard to like Alzheimer's and like, and, and like, you know, people, you know, the, our parents or the, the older people, you know, when they're, they're, you know, things start to break down for them. And it, it, it's like everything about it, like the imagery, the camera work, everything I loved, mm-hmm. but I also feel like it's one of those movies where I watch it and I'm like, okay, I understood what I saw, but at the same time, so I think some of the symbolism, I just am not intelligent enough to have picked up on. Yes, uh, that, that's how I felt too. Like the whole supernatural aspect of it. I'm like, I feel like I missed a part. Like I, I, yeah. went, I took a bathroom break and they explained something that I didn't get. Right. Same way. Like, 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 I'm not going to spoil things, but like when the, the younger, the daughter, the, the younger girl, mm-hmm. uh, when she went through that closet and she was looking at these doors and she's like, no, fuck this. I'm out. She turns around and then the house has shifted and she's in a, and I was just like, okay, I guess I understand. Like, so we probably should back up. So the, the whole, the, the, the whole, the, the, um, the, the main plot of, of relic is that these two sisters, uh, they're, they go to essentially kind of help their mom. Um, and, and no, it's, it's a mom and a daughter. It's like three generations. Right. But, but the one, but, but the, the younger, she was like the, they were sisters, right? No, I thought it was a mom and her daughter. But Cause she says, and then the, the, it's a daughter, a mom and a grandmother. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, so three generations. So, so yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. So, so the daughter and then the granddaughter go to help the the grandmother. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, seemingly kind of not able to really be on her own, and then weird things start happening, like in the house, um, mm-hmm. and then it it, it kind of goes from there. Um, yeah, and 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 it's, there's a supernatural element, but, but the supernatural element I felt was so like kind of ill-defined that exactly. I, I didn't really understand like what it was. It was like at one point they showed like you know, and and, and this kind of like comes up in the imagery for like the poster of the movie, like the stained glass mm. on the door, and I'm like, well, what stained glass? What there's is like that? this. There's like this mold or like this rot that's yeah. like on the walls and stuff, and then they they go into this thing for this where they find this book where the the grandfather is passed away, and he has this book where he did these illustrations, and there's this cabin, and there was this stained glass window on the door that they they somebody died in the cabin, but they and they they tore it down, but they saved the stained glass, and they moved it to the main house when they built it to incorporate it, and I was like. Okay, so I'm like, is this a possession thing? Is this like I'm, right. I'm trying to figure out what they're doing, and then and then once shit kind of starts to pop off, it, it's like I didn't understand any how any of that tied into anything. Like I almost yes. would have been better if they just had not even shown that. Yes, if it had just been like you know, let's don't just scrap the cabin thing because yep. nobody's gonna get it, and let's just let it be the house. 
and how how an elderly person who's going through what the, the grandmother's going through, the house would seem different to her if yes. she went to one room to the next. I get that, but it's like the other stuff that they that they they forced in, they like kind of crammed in. I was just like, well, I don't understand what that has to do with shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I'm like, maybe I'm just not smart enough because this thing left me behind. I was like, and I just feel like I would have been there if they just cut that thing or like a couple of things or like explained what the significance was because I understood what I understood. But what I didn't understand, I really didn't understand. And and I and I'm glad you said that because I feel the exact same way. I was like, OK, oh, thank I'm God, because I'm like, like. I mean, the, so, you know, my wife and I are in the same, okay, so, like, real talk, my dad is, like, currently dying of cancer, and um, my sister had gone out there to be with him, but then it was kind of, like, a toxic situation, and I was like, you need to go, because it's not great for you to be there, and so mm-hmm. I was, like, kind of wrestling with, am I supposed to be there, is she supposed to be there, Neither. it's not great for either one of us to be there, mm-hmm. And then my wife, her parents are older, and we're trying to get them to move down here with us in the event mm. that something goes wrong because my sister or my wife's brother is in Oregon. He he's and no, you know, I'm not. This is nothing against my brother-in-law. He's just he's not able to help because he's a country away. Right. Exactly. So yeah. like we've got this whole like kind of like dealing with elderly parents you know thing going on and i'm like is that where the horror comes in that's fucking mm. scary enough but then right. there's this like stained glass window and this door and then this fucking house keeps shifting and right. i don't know what's going on what am i supposed <laughs> to be scared about <laughs> right exactly <laughs> like yeah and man it does not end in any way better no. than that that explains anything in any fashion <laughs> right yeah but i mean it was a good movie like i was i enjoyed it it's very well made the camera work is phenomenal like and, and I was, yeah the like that very claustrophobic feeling yeah like yes. uh as you're you know is the, the the granddaughter i guess is kind of going through the house um is extremely well done it's just mm-hmm. i don't know where i'm there's <laughs> too much to be afraid of like, yeah, I was gonna say it's like it's just I don't know. I get symbolism is different and it's interpreted different ways. But man, I some of this I was just like I ain't smart enough for this. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's I think it's worth watching, and it's uh, I am too. It's a good movie. I mean, here's the thing: everything is. I don't. You know what? I think it's on demand. At places, there's it. Everything is just like up yeah, it there. is. It came out in July. Yeah, it on came demand. out in July. Yeah, so you should be able to find it in your streaming service of choice. I mean, you have to pay for it. Obviously, it's not like on Netflix or anything. But yeah, no. And then okay, so this last one we're gonna do. Um, this is on Shutter, and mm-hmm. if you don't have a Shutter subscription by now, like, what are you waiting for? They have so many deals where they'll like extend. Yeah. Pandemic. Get it for like almost nothing just to try it. Just I mean, try it. I've watched so like okay. Here's the thing. I feel like, and I'm not looking to get paid by Shutter. Although if they mm-hmm. wanted to kick a little towards the podcast, I'm not gonna say no. <laughs> uh, if you watch In Search of Chaos, which is a documentary Dark. on Shutter about 
the horror movies of the 80s, and then you make a list of those movies, and then you watch them mm-hmm. on Shudder. Like, mm-hmm. like it's, just a, yeah. it's a self-perpetuating cycle. Um, and then uh, Cursed Films got renewed. I don't know if you saw yep. that. Hell yeah, I did. So uh, Shudder is absolutely putting in work. You know, if we, you know, kind of going back to what we talked about before with like certain movies and TV shows not being available anymore, like they are mm-hmm. making some of the stuff available uh, and and then going kind of beyond that. But they yep. also do originals. And one mm-hmm. of the originals they did is a 58, 56 yeah. minute long yeah. uh movie i guess i don't know i don't know what length something needs to be to be considered a movie i thought it was supposed to be 76 but i think all those all the rules during the quarantine are out the fucking window out so fucking i would window. It, it's a movie yeah this <laughs> movie called host mm. it told entirely over a zoom call if you mm. are uh, someone like myself who every meeting they have is on zoom <laughs> Um, this movie hits home. Uh, yeah, it it isn't told entirely from the perspective of participants in a Zoom call, whether it be mm. mobile, where they're bringing their phone around with them, or yep. like a webcam. Yep. Um, and it's the story of uh, five or six individuals who get together to do a seance. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Zoom, and mm-hmm. one of which who decides to fuck with the seance. Real talk, mm. I will never do a seance. No, I'm not. I, you know what? Believe in what I believe in. What I do believe in. Believe in what I don't believe in. I'm not. I'm not gonna fuck with any of it. <laughs> I've talked about this before. I don't believe in God. I don't Mm-mm. believe in the devil, but I got enough religion rattling around in the old brain pan. Right. <laughs> I'm scared as fuck of possession type shit. Right. I understand that Milton Bradley made the Ouija board. I get it. <laughs> you can yeah. you can show me how that goes back and it's just a fucking it's like Monopoly. Great. Right. Good for you. <laughs> I will not say Candyman five times in the mirror, and I'll punch you in the fucking face straight right. up. If we are together and we're yeah. in a room with a mirror, when you yeah. get to Candyman number four, lights out, motherfucker. Yeah, I was gonna say like, it might be three done. for me. <laughs> you are. You will wake up on the floor, and I will not be there. Anything with Bloody Mary, yeah. all this shit. Like I have enough of that rattling around where. Rationally, I can say, well, of course not. Sure. But irrationally, yeah. I, or the lizard brain perks up and I can say, right. let's not fuck with it. Yeah, for me, it's like, it, it's not going to happen. But if it did happen, wouldn't it happen to me? Yes. Like, like yes. the way my life goes. Like. Yes. <laughs> I, that's what it is. Like, seriously, this would be me, right? I'd be like, okay. You know, he'd be like, your motherfucker sucks cocks in hell. All right, hello, Satan. Yeah, I get it. But I need to, can I just make some coffee right now? No? Okay, cool. All right. We're going to smell sulfur sulfur all day. Yeah. All right. I get it. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. 
So, Host is a, it's a, it's a Shutter original, and again, it's it's a movie about these six individuals who, um, so they they get together in a Zoom call. The one woman is actually serious about it. She brings in a medium where they can. With the hope, with the hopes of like contacting someone from the dead, one of the people on the call um, lies mm-hmm. about what she sees and says she sees this guy who hung himself and uh, makes it up. The seance, the, the the leader of the seance, she drops off the call because her internet collect- connection is fucked up. Uh, and then weird shit starts happening. And then when she gets back on the call and they tell her, hey, by the way, uh, this person lied about the fact there wasn't actually somebody who hung themselves. And she's like, oh, well, you shouldn't have That's done that. That's not good. <laughs> because what happens is there are demonic spirits who will latch on mm. to shit you have said. And take the form of things you have put out there as a way to uh, get into our world. And at that point, I should have shut that shit down because I, I should have been like, no, no shutter. No, yeah. I'm going to go watch Creep Show because I've seen that movie a million times and I know what's happening. But this, yeah. this bitch lied about a guy who fucking hung himself and now that became real. I'm out. Yeah. 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 I'll tell you, this is a, so here's the thing. I watched this at the exact right time to have watched it. Okay. I watched it before this hysteria surrounding this movie happened. So I wasn't disappointed. I was like, that was pretty good. I had a couple of issues with it. Uh, uh, when it works, it works really fucking well. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. and, and there are gags that it does that I thought were fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Now, um, like, like, uh, it, it's very much unfriended meets paranormal activity. Yeah. Only the paranormal, this ghost, this demon is, is unlike the paranormal activity demon. Does it just clean your pool and like, uh, you know, pull the bed sheets off. He fucks your shit up. Like the, yes. this demon is fucking, he's brutal. Right. Yeah. He, and he, when it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to spoil the whole thing. It's, but just watch it and then, yeah. and then just turn this off because I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to piss on this movie's parade just a little bit, not too much. Okay. But here's the thing. Okay. To, to just to speak to the movie itself, not everything else. Okay, it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought a lot of the 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 gags worked super well. I love the bed sheet thing from the Visible Man was fucking good. Yeah. Uh, where it lost me uh, was when it showed the physical manifestation because I thought it was yeah. so much better when it was invisible. Yeah. Like I get, I get wanting to have jump scares and stuff like that. And yeah. I insidious was great. Don't get me wrong. But like when the blue faced thing came into the frame, I was like, come on, man, I didn't want to see it. Like it was so much better when I could see it. Like when the girl went to pee and her boyfriend is levitated in the kitchen in the background and is fucking like broken in half and shit. Yeah. Like all of that was so good. And then to have it, and then to have eventually you get to see what what in your brain was, 
one million times worse than what ran across the the frame. I was like, come on, man, don't yeah. show it. Like that's the whole thing. That. But okay. Everything post me watching it. It is hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, whatever that means. It's the most well-reviewed horror movie of the entire year. Some people <laughs> saying of all time, I'm like, get Bad the voice. fuck out of here, dude. Yeah. Come on. Are we so starved for entertainment mm-hmm. or so, so like ready to jump on a bandwagon that we're proclaiming this is the best horror movie ever made all of a sudden? It's not. It's unfriended meets uh, um, paranormal activity and so many props to everybody who made this man because they they made this thing at a time where people aren't making things and i give them nothing but props for that and and what they produced is fucking good don't get me wrong but come on son this isn't the best horror movie ever I, I made i think this is i think this this is like there are so many like kind of cultural artifacts that like um, yes, and I, I have a hard time kind of kind of coming up with them right now. But like, I'm sure uh, if you were to you know kind of look at movies around like the year 2000, you would find movies where the kind of the main conflict was the the switch over to the year 2000 yeah, yeah. and how that would like fuck up computers, right? Like, right. and so. <clears throat> Excuse me. There are a you know there's there's all sorts of properties that are like they their impact is um, as great as it is because it it came at a certain moment in time and that is yes. this movie. Yep, Two hundred three years from now, you'd be like, you're gonna watch this and be like, I don't okay, fine. Well, why are they yeah. all having yeah. a video Already- conference? Like, right. why wouldn't they just call somebody up? And it it very much takes. Um, takes advantage of a moment in time, mm-hmm. and it, and it does a good job of taking advantage of that of of yes. of of uh, you know the the zoom aesthetic like having to kind of go. I actually went away from the microphone for that, but kind of like when they said, "Oh, we're gonna make a drinking <laughs> game," but every time he says "astral plane," we're gonna make we're gonna take a sh- you know take a shot, but we have to like move off camera. The the woman who does who looped. Yes. The virtual background. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Real talk. I figured out how to do that shit months ago because <laughs> I have a quarterly meeting I am supposed to attend. And I figured <laughs> out that you could loop that shit Mission Impossible style okay. so that you could look like. And I messaged that to one of my guys at work and he was like, this changes everything <laughs> like he's like i can set up a virtual background that makes me and if you if you put a post-it note over the the webcam and you have a virtual background to make it look like you're actually attentive you can go anywhere anywhere and it just looks like you're sitting there and and so and at the time i was like ha ha so like when she has like where she's like checking her phone and they actually use mm. that that shit was fucking brilliant yes it was, it was yeah. fucking great and this is a a, a a a story a movie whatever you want to call it that has it it has its place because it matters right now because of what's going on right now. Mm. But if yep. you were to take this out 
of of what's going on right now, would it be as good? Eh, probably not. Because you'd be like, well, I don't understand. Why wouldn't they just, like, get together? Why wouldn't they have a, a seance, like, in somebody's home? Right. right. Like, why are they calling them on the phone? Right? Like, why does she have a background where it looks like she's walking through the kitchen and checking her phone? It, mm. And it works now. And it's and it, it does an amazing job because it makes use of kind of what we're all experiencing at the moment. And mm-hmm. but when you move, God, I hope six months, twelve months, right. you know, kind of away from this, you're gonna be like, mm. oh yeah, yeah, that was kind of cool. But yeah, I remember that. Is <laughs> anybody gonna want to watch this? Probably not. No. Not that's because, what I'm saying. Not because it's not well made, because we don't want to have to go back. <laughs> That <laughs> we we don't want to have to like relive that time when that's the a Zoom call was the only uh, connection to the outside world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I love the fact though that the 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 main character she only had free Zoom forty minutes. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have I I work for a company. I only have free Zoom. They're like, you know what? We're not going to pay for you. If you have a meeting that goes beyond forty minutes more than once, you let us know, and we'll see if we can pay for it. And I'm like, okay, okay, yep. Minute thirty nine. Everyone hangs up. <laughs> but I mean, at the same time, it kind of shows you like creativity and folks that want that. to tell stories and I tell stories it it doesn't matter it, right. it doesn't like if you if you have a story to tell and you um if you have a, a kind of a burning desire to um just make something mm-hmm. for people to uh enjoy take part of you're going to do it it doesn't it doesn't matter if you're not able to uh, be with other people. If you does, it doesn't matter if 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 time and distance and situations yeah. uh, hampers your ability. You're gonna find a way, and yeah. that to me is the reason to watch this and yep. enjoy this and have a good time with it. Because what it shows is that regardless of what comes up, what horrible fucking thing time and and governments throw at us there are still people willing to come together and make something that we can be scared of or be happy about or enjoy yep and and i mean ultimately like that's like i think that i read this article about preppers right like these Mm. folks are like stuck oh yeah yeah all this like frozen not frozen freeze dried meals mm. and ammunition and you know they do so because they're like you know society's going to collapse and right. be, I'll be selling bullets in exchange for <laughs> you know gasoline and it's this notion of when the apocalypse hits people being very insular and 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 uh, there are these own groups that are fighting against each other. And that's not what we've seen. What we've seen is folks coming together and trying to help each other out and trying mm-hmm. to, you know, 
having a, a retirement home and, and people out front with signs and, 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 and playing music and, and, and realizing that like these, these people are isolated from their family and loved ones, but we're going to be out in the parking lot and we're going to put on a show for them or, you know, graduations where we're all in cars, you know, but right. we still celebrate these milestones for our kids. And that's not yep. what the preppers expected. They expected right. these, this fucking apocalyptic wasteland where everybody's out for themselves. And what this thing has shown is that people are not out for themselves. They're out for each other. Mm-hmm. And so in this time, you have this movie, and they didn't have to make this. And it's a horror movie, so it's still kind of scary, but it's fun in the same way that a horror movie is. And they... They still they put it together. They got people together, and they put something out there that took advantage of this situation that allowed you to relate to this situation. But ultimately, it gave you a good time, it gave you mm-hmm. some scares, and it and it allowed you to have fun and to think about a Zoom call in a in a sleep. <laughs> right, way. and that exactly. like that. It just, I mean, I know it's stupid, but it just it made me feel good. Yeah. You know, it just made me feel good. That's like, and that that's the thing about like um, in search of chaos. Like, watch it. It's like that was like kind of one of the themes, and we'll we'll get to that in greater detail. Um, yeah. In a later show, but this notion of you know kind of horror movies as being something that, despite the fact that it's so violent and seemingly kind of anti. Uh, I guess like humanistic, it it mm-hmm. it brings people together because it allows folks of of different, um, you know, kind of belief systems or folks that maybe felt like they were kind of like living on maybe the the fringes to kind of come together, um, and enjoy something together. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's what this movie does. Like it's stupid, right? But it's still sure. <laughs> it takes advantage of a fucking terrible situation. Like we're all right. struggling with this thing, right? Right. But it, it it for an hour you can kind of like just be scared to have fun mm-hmm. and and fuck around with it. Um, yep. But um, and I loved that the closing credits, like the closing credits, like when it goes through the list of like call participants and it's the yeah. actors and the actresses and the, like the technical crew and all that stuff i thought it was like a fucking great way to kind of do that because mm. they're all participants on the call like, right <laughs> i don't know when we're going to be able to go into a movie theater together i know amc wants you to spend 15 cents to go watch back to the future and get yeah. coronavirus like, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I don't know when we can all go to a movie together. When I think of like all the stuff that like was supposed to hit, like we talked about, you know, Fast and Furious Crossroads. I guarantee that was supposed to be a Fast and Furious Nine crossover. I am sure that there is a scene in that movie where uh, the 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 two. you know, kind of voice actors from this game show up in the movie and people who haven't believed, just like in the Matrix, like when the Matrix Reloaded came out and they had the Matrix mm. game and there was like mm. stuff that crossed back and forth. Like, I'm sure there's like things where like 
that'll happen. And people who haven't played the game are like, well, who the fuck are these two? And people who played the game are like, oh, shit. Right? Like, right. who knows when, when we're going to be able to go back into a movie theater uh, and watch stuff again. Um, but, um, you know, to for for something that can, like, take advantage of this situation and make something that was, like, that entertaining and scary and kind of fucked up, you know, I don't think it could happen anywhere other than something like Shudder, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. there's there's no other service out there or network or whatever you want to call it that is dedicated to horror movies. Right. Um, and, and they still have, I think they have a, I think they currently have a deal going on where it's like 30 days free or something like that. It's something like that. It's almost it's next to nothing. Yeah. yeah. And they're they're actively still doing like new things. Like they just had the uh, Joe Bob sleepover yes. Friday night. It's like the you know the drive in is the it's off season right now. Like they're getting ready for season three, but they had a thing and, and it was Adam Green and Felissa Rose and Tiffany Sheppis and, and all these people, and they watched uh, uh, Victor Crowley and something else, and just it was fucking great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and and I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not under any illusion. Like, Shutter is a series, or sorry, is a service that's owned by AMC, and I'm mm-hmm. sure AMC has some parent company, and it probably goes like kind of all the way up. And I'm sure at some point, if like whatever the balance sheet gets to the point where it's not profitable, they might make cuts here or there, but. And and we talk about this sh- all the time, but like I bought a Shutter in October because they had a deal that was like you know whatever you get like thirty one days or who knows whatever. But like mm. if you love horror movies and you're and you care about the art form and it, it really is like <laughs> the best yeah. service yep. you have. Because it's not just older movies, but there's documentaries. There's it's like whatever, it it's it's everything. It's it, it's a special it's a, a specialty service that celebrates its specialty better than any other one. Right, like right, exactly. Like the best way I could explain it is that if you loved, if Fangoria had a service, it would be Shutter. Mm-hmm. So exactly. Like you grew up reading, and they they actually touched on that. And I can't wait for you to finish In Search of Chaos because I I just wanted to do an episode just like entirely about it. But like, if you grew up kind of reading Fangoria, uh, Shutter is absolutely uh, yep the service for you. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, we can go on all night. We have like I feel like because you were like without internet for so long, there was like so. I know like, this is a this is a first for me because I'm so far ahead. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like normally I'm still you're like, like, like <laughs> you know, there's this, 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 and I'm like, whoa, like you got to pick one of those, <laughs> right? Like we can't, and I'm like, I've watched this, I've watched this, I've watched this, I've watched this. Um, <laughs> I just I got Sputnik. I can't wait to watch that. I have fucking Spree. I can't wait to watch that. I have She Dies Tomorrow. I'm so excited for She Dies Tomorrow. You cannot. Me too. I can't. And Blood Machines. I still haven't seen Blood Machines. 
Oh, yes. Blood. <laughs> you like space and boobs. Blood machine. Oh, hell yeah. Let's go. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, I'm like so far ahead of the Mitch curve. I'm just, I'm yeah. really enjoying this. It, it won't last long. And like two months, it'll be like, we need to watch this obscure Croatian film where they eat a baby. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> But we've got it's, least, it's good to be known for something, I guess. <laughs> we have at least two or three episodes before we get to that point. Um, okay. Uh, well, this has been episode 101. Look, like, straight up, just, it's it's August. We're all tired of all this shit. Just, like, be good to each other. You know, if you've got parents that are having a hard time checking on them, if you've got kids who thought they were going to go back to school and they're doing, like, online learning, just be patient with them, right? Like, this is all fucking us all up in ways we don't even fully understand, and it might go on even longer than we thought. Yep. And even when we all have, we all feel better about things, it might go on longer than that. So just, if you have somebody that you love, just drop them a line, give them a call, see how they're doing. Mm-hmm. If they're having a hard time, just listen. You know, that's yep. all. That's all we can do is just like be there for each other. Um, for us, we'll be back in the next two weeks. I fully expect to be done with Fast and Furious Crossroads because I think the campaign is like five hours long. This is a mm. game where you play, and every ten seconds a trophy pops, and it's like, oh, nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> And and maybe I'll figure out how to get this like fancy blue armor, but I'm not. I'm not holding my breath. Um, <laughs> but um, thank you so much for being with us, and we hope that you will be with us in the next two weeks for whatever it is we decide to talk with about. Uh, so for myself and Mitch, uh, be good to one another. This has been episode 101. We appreciate you hanging out with us. Uh, thank you. Good night, and have a good evening. <laughs>